Hello, boxing fans around the world. Time for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. Featuring all the headlines from around the world, well, as many as I could gather after uh, reading through as many articles as I possibly could so that you don't have to. Let's start off with what's happening with Devin Haney. Uh, it might be a situation where he's looking for a bit of attention or to sell tickets, but nonetheless, uh, he is now training with... Erdambat Tazambatar. Yes, that's one of his sparring partners for his next fight scheduled for May 20th. You're not going to believe it, but this is the same fella who uh, was apparently the mole in Ryan Garcia's camp who provided information to Javante Davis' camp, camp about uh, and also about the injury that uh, he put on uh, Ryan Garcia during that training camp. So nonetheless, there's Devin Haney hiring a new sparring partner, Adenabat Tazanbatar. Let's move along quickly because I'm sure that's just a play for more publicity because according to Jim Kalfa over BoxingNews24.com, he's saying Devin Haney is unhappy about Vasily Lomachenko not helping him sell their May 20th fight, uh, forcing him to do all the work himself to attract interest in their title clash, which is, as you know, being held at the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas. If the 35-year-old Loma has chosen not to wear himself out marketing a fight, it's understandable. Apparently, he's coming off a lackluster performance, according to this writer, in a contest. He came close to losing against Jermaine Ortiz last October over New York. Loma's fans uh, blame that uh, effort partly on him returning from serving time in the Russian-Ukrainian war. And some of that performance could also be attributed to the age uh, of Loma. He's now uh, closing in on 40, I guess. And the fact that Loma was fighting a guy that should be competing at 140 pounds. Ortiz, by the way, is huge for the 135-pound division, and he badly outsized Lomachenko. It's going to get worse for Lomachenko, though, next month because Haney is even bigger than Jermaine Ortiz, much bigger. Watching Haney work out, it's clear he should be competing in the welterweight division against guys similar size to him, like Errol Spence Jr., Jerome Ennis, and Terrence Crawford. Some big names that we've talked about uh, quite often here on Talk and Fight. Now, let's have a look here. If Lomachenko were to wear himself out trying to market his ESPN pay-per-view fight against Haney, he'd have no chance of winning. Uh, it would have been better if Top Rank hadn't put the Haney-Lomachenko fight on pay-per-view because the two could focus on training. The 24-year-old Haney is young enough to single-handedly promote his fight with Lomachenko without wearing it out. Uh, what could give Haney a problem is draining down from 160 to 135 to make weight. Wowza. Taking all that water weight would be torture for Devin, and it could weaken him in the fight, making him vulnerable in the championship rounds. This wouldn't be an issue if Haney were campaigning at welterweight because he needed only to drain down from a 160 to 147 to make weight. Uh, said Haney, Loma doesn't want to sell the fight. I knew he'd be quiet. He should uh, be quiet, stay quiet. He's on his way out. Goodbye. Uh, I don't care to watch any of the fights from the lightweight division. Haney continued, I don't care to focus on them because they've got to go through me. I hold the keys to the lightweight division. So the author chimes in and says, the reality is Haney won't be able to stay at lightweight much longer. So whatever keys he believes he holds, they're on loan. He can't continue to artificially stay in the 135-pound division for much longer. 
If uh, Tank Davis or Shakur Stevenson chose not to fight Haney this year, he will likely need to move up to 140 or 147, whether he wants to or not. Shakur would gladly fight Haney next, but the feelings don't appear to be mutual. Haney hasn't been showing the same interest in fighting him. Stevenson is a bad matchup for Haney, and he won't beat him by jabbing and clinching as he did in his wins over George Cambosis Jr., uh, Joseph Jojo Diaz, and Jorge Linares. Everything runs for me, he said. I'm the one who put structure into the lightweight division. It was all email this and that. One belt over here, that belt over there, said Haney. When Devin Haney came, he said it straight. So I'm the boss. I run the lightweight division. You want something lightweight division? You got to go through me. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Let's move along to uh, Canel Alvarez, see how he's doing. Um, according to Sean Jones, uh, one of my friends over at boxnews24.com, he says, John Ryder can be can be the one that finishes off Canelo Alvarez's career this Saturday night when the two meet in Guadalajara, Mexico. As Teddy Atlas points out, Canelo, who's 58-2-2 two two with 39 knockouts, has shown a downward trend in his last two fights against Triple G, Gennady Kolovkin, and Dimitri Bivol. Those bouts showed that Canelo has aged and lost a significant portion of his game that won't likely be brought back. Uh, the reason many hardcore boxing fans will be purchasing the Canelo Ryder fight on Saturday uh, is to is they want to see if Canelo's downward trend will continue or if he'll snap out of it and find that fountain of youth he needs and guzzle the waters to re rejuvenate his career. Canelo's promoter, Eddie Hearn, has been working hard doing damage control by blaming his poor performances against Golovkin and Bivol on his left wrist injury. Knowledgeable boxing fans, however, aren't buying that cheap excuse as Canelo's hand injury wasn't the reason for gassing out and looking like an old geezer in his mid-50s too tired to pull the trigger. Sorry. <clears throat> that was age, rearing its ugly head with Canelo and likely be there on Saturday night for Ryder, who's 32-5, and five, by the way, 18 knockouts, to take advantage of it. Canelo versus Ryder will take place, as I said, at the Estadio Akron Arena, Guadalajara, Mexico, where Alvarez will defend his undisputed super middleweight championship against his WBO mandatory John Ryder. Uh, as part of the Canelo Ryder fight the week down in Guadalajara, Canelo Promotions showcased two of their young undefeated Americans prospects. In the main event, super featherweight Jonathan Lopez from uh, Orlando, Florida, stopped Osvaldo Nunez uh, from Aurelia, Michigan. In round number three, Lopez dropped Nunez in round two and got a referee stoppage at 101 of round three, doing a nasty cut above the left eye suffered by Nunez. Also, super welterweight Lazaro Lorenzana, 11-0, eight knockouts out of San Diego, California, won an eight-round split decision over Alexis Rios. Uh, and he's from uh, Zapopan in Jalisco, Mexico. And the scores were 77-75, 77-75 for Lorenzo. 79-73 for Rios. But there you go. A couple of uh, scores and results. Elsewhere, speaking of settling scores, a judge has ordered Manny Pacquiao to pay more than $5 million in his lawsuit against PSM. Manny Pacquiao lost his lawsuit that a promotion company filed against him nearly two years ago. Paradigm Sports Management, that's PSM, alleged in this 2021 lawsuit that Pacquiao breached a contract he had signed in 2020. They said Pacquiao committed to an exclusive two-fight agreement with the firm and argued that his company advanced Pacquiao $3.3 million and was working to set up a bout between the Philippine legend and Mikey Garcia. Pacquiao announced in February 2021 
that he was training for a fight, and there were rumors he would face Garcia. He then entered into an agreement to fight Errol Spence Jr., who had to withdraw due to an injury, remember. Pacquiao ended up fighting and losing to Yodinius Rutgas in August of 2021. Pac-Man has not fought since. Paradigm, uh, which represents Conor McGregor, was also trying to set up a fight between the UFC star and Pacquiao. In a response to uh, Paradigm's lawsuit, Pacquiao's lawyers argued that Paradigm failed to deliver on the promise of putting together a Pacquiao-McGregor bout. Pacquiao also said PSM claimed to have eight endorsements deal lined up for the former champion, but never delivered. But a California jury sided 9-3 with Paradigm. A judge then ruled that Pacquiao must pay the management company the 3.3 it said it advanced the 44-year-old plus $1.8 million in damages for a total of $5.1 million in U.S. funds. Pacquiao is now a retired boxer, a free agent, I suppose, uh, following his loss to Yugas, and he ended his uh, career with a record of uh, 62-8-2 and and 39 knockouts, and hopefully we've not seen the end of that career. By the way, he's a great fighter. Pacquiao then went on to run for president, as we all know, in his native Philippines, where he served as a senator, but he lost the 2022 election, finished third place behind Lenny Robredo, and eventual winner Ferdinand Bongbong Marcos Jr. Alrighty, let's move along to uh, Matchroom. Regis Progress has chosen a new promoter, it would seem. Um, WBC super lightweight champ is expected to sign a three-fight deal with Eddie Hearn's Matchroom Boxing. As part of that contract, the 34-year-old Progress fights will be streamed by DAZN Worldwide. The first fight of Progress new deal uh, will likely take place sometime this summer against an opponent to be determined. He's a New Orleans native. Progress is uh, 28 and 1, 24 knockouts. And he chose to work with Hearn's company over a longer offer from Bob Aram's top rank. Aram, uh, Aram's company wanted, to, wanted a five fight commitment from Progress, which would have afforded the former WBA 140 pound champ opportunities to fight on ESPN against such potential opponents as a winner of the upcoming Josh Taylor Tifomo Lopez bout. Former WBC WBO 140 pound champ Jose Ramirez and unbeaten contender Arnold Barboza Jr. Taylor, Lopez, Ramirez, and Barboza are all promoted by top rank. On the other side of the pond, we go to uh, junior, weight, junior welterweight contenders, uh, Jack Catterall, Richardson Hitchens, and Liam Paro, among the uh, matchroom affiliated fighters who are possible uh, opponents for progress and who could face in, in main events, as I said, streamed by DAZN, matchroom's partner. Uh, Progress also decided to form Rogaroo Promotions, a tribute to his nickname. Rogaroo Promotions will co-promote his fights with Matchroom, which has an exclusive content deal, as I said, with DAZN. Progress previously was promoted by ProBellum, which announced his signing in October 2021, but he parted ways with promoter Lou DiBella in 2020. Speaking of Eddie Hearn, according to Charles Brunn, one of my favorite boxing fighters over at BoxingNews24.com, Eddie Hearn blew his stack in reaction to a harmless article by Thomas Hauser, who said that he believes anti-Joshua should retire rather than continue on and continue to take punishment. Hauser pointed out the obvious, saying that Joshua's skills have deteriorated since his war with Vladimir Klitschko in 2017 and that he's no longer willing to get in the trenches as he did back then to win fights. At this point, 
AJ looks like he's heading for Palookaville, and a fight against Deontay Wilder in December will likely be the final straw that sends him there. If there's any doubt whether Joshua, 25 and 3, 22 knockouts, by the way, is borderline over the hill, all you got to do is look at his fights in the last four years, in which he's lost three out of his last six. Hauser's reasons, by the way, for why Joshua should retire are he changed trainers twice with no improvement, lost three out of his last six fights, lackluster performance against Franklin, unwilling to walk through any fire any longer, and already possesses generational wealth. In AJ's last performance against second-tier heavyweight Jermaine Franklin, he looked timid, slow, and a mere shell of the fighter he was a decade ago. Joshua looked worse than shot against Franklin, and one can only cringe to imagine what Wilder or Tyson Fury will do to him. It's already, it's already challenging to understand half of what Joshua is saying, but it could be worse after those two get through with him. Anyway, said Eddie Hearn, you talk about retiring, Thomas Hauser needs to retire, said Hearn, in reaction to those comments made by Hauser. I just find it absolutely bizarre that you could lose a split decision to Alexander Yusek, come back, and nearly win every round against Jermaine Franklin, and then it's, you have to retire now. What the fuck are these guys talking about? Dillian White struggled against Jermaine Franklin. No one ever said Dillian White should retire. AJ is about to fight Deontay Wilder in one of the biggest fights of all time. And he should retire? Show me the damage he's taken in a fight. The taxing heavyweight fights that Anthony Joshua has had. I find it really disrespectful where you're doing an article where you're talking about brain damage and the dangers of boxing and relating to Anthony Joshua and talking about Muhammad Ali and the damage he took. Have you ever seen Anthony Joshua, said Hearn, in a fight where he's taken sustained punishment? Some of these people in boxing, you have to respect people that have been around for a long time. I never talk badly about those kinds of people, and sometimes people don't. They think they sit above others because of the time they've served in the sport. If AJ went out in the Franklin fight and looked like his punch resistance had gone, I'd get it. Okay? <laughs> so there you go. Eddie Hearn uh, grabbing headlines once again for our entertainment and enlightenment. Thank you for joining us once again here on Talking Fight. I appreciate it. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell. We'll see you later on at 4 p.m. when I join Mike Gore and Cedric Ben for their show, uh, Knuckle Up. Thank you.